James Linder from Langmile uh, Wines. Welcome to you, James. Uh, thank you. Um, now, uh, we, we had a good chat the other day and, and, you know, all about the history of Barossa and all that sort of thing. One of the things that was just blew me away was the the foresight and the fighting for the um, you know for Barossa as as it was and should be in the future and resisting you know development which was you know coming in a hurry um, and so there's a there was an act that they um, that they came up with uh, to sort of protect the, the region. Yeah, I suppose in the end, um, uh, it, it was a group of residents that got together that formed the Barossa Region Residents Association, um, and they had a, a genuine plan and a vision for the Barossa, and so they worked really hard through uh, the local council and bringing people together on that, that single journey, and that really has underpinned the Barossa's success um, from the Vinepool era of the 80s all the way through to what we sort of see today. Mm. And um, I think, fortunately for them, um, under the Labor uh, government, there was a, a Minister Rao, who's the planning minister, um, thought, um, um, you know, while they were looking at the 2030, you know, population vision and where everyone was going to, to live, there was so much pressure being applied to the southern end towards mm. McLaren Vale, and there was a lot of uh, pressure to put more housing in the northern area. So, um, and the Barossa was very concerned, you know, having gone through this in the 80s mm. about the, the, the pressure of um, development uh, around housing that the Minister Rao had. A, this vision of uh, protecting, you know, two of the great, you know, uh, wine regions of Australia in McLaren Vale and the Barossa, and uh, and formed what is now the McLaren Vale and the Barossa and McLaren Vale Character Preservation Act, and that sort of sits over the top, and and so if anything, you know, that work from those generations of people before mm. before us um, really had this sort of protection measure, and um, it's interesting because a lot of people see it as locking the land down from urban development, um, where you know, we just see it as preserving and protecting those agricultural lands that have made those wine regions famous today yeah. and will continue to make those wine regions famous for the future. So it's a, yeah. a, a huge, you know, vision and foresight. Is it an ongoing, uh, for lack of a better term, fight? Or do you feel like you're pretty safe with, like, where you're at? Um, well, anything's possible to change. The Character Preservation Act obviously is a very important part and uh, I think really uh, you know, it sends a message to the world as um, um, that these places are important in the, the viticultural history uh, of our country and, uh, but you know, if you wanted to, you could change the boundaries. It just has to go through both Houses of Parliament and um, so I suppose if anything it does give you that opportunity to have a voice to be able to be heard and, and, and hopefully it can continue to be a region that's community driven or community led rather than led from the from the city yeah. mm. how much pressure did you feel back in the 80s to resist you know the and because you see on the old charter the, the Barossa vine charter those survivor vines and that's that's that era that we're talking about right how did you how did you personally stop it uh, well, I was too young to stop it. I was, right. think I was trying to buy beer at the pub at 16. Right. <laughs> right. But, uh, for, Were there for, fake uh, IDs in those days? <laughs> no, but the publican always was, you know, looked at you when you had your 18th birthday. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, for me, I think, you know, we, we grew up at a, a period like my brother and I. Paul does all of our winemaking at Langmile. And um, so we were born sort of uh, sort of late 60s. And, yeah. um, and so we were a generation where the wine industry wasn't really exciting. You know, right. obviously at that time, all the growers were telling their kids to 
to stay at school. There was mm-hmm. no export market, so there was no sort of, you know, this, this vision of being able to go around the world selling wine and telling the story yeah. or even around Australia. And, and so, therefore, people like in our generation, we didn't really see that. And so, you know, I always say there was a lost generation of, of young people that went and followed other paths. Right. And, um, but really, I think the thing um, that we have to remember and always remember is that, you know, Langmile's success today, you know, we are built on the shoulders of those people that actually did that work before us yeah. as, you know, and for me, the vine pool in the 80s was really the rebirth of Barossa and led by a whole new idealism around what the region can be and what we could offer the world in wine and often that came down mm. to, you know, the, um, these incredible old vineyards that no one can else can really have around anywhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. what a shame it would have been, right? When we look back at it now and we're looking at, you know, vines that are you know, from 1840, you've got vines on your property from 1840. You know, How quickly it could have been red line, could just completely changed. Than yeah. the house on it, like flats. Yeah. Oh. It's, 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 a, it's a scary thought to Isn't think it? that it could to look so back, simply But at, at the time, like you said, it was a different era that no one really knew that things were about to change. Uh, totally. And, and really, you know, we, we were all about our own change. You know, the, they knew the wine industry does do cycles, very much like mm. we're seeing right now as a mm. cycle. And I think what it also reminds us is that, you know, things can change very quickly. Mm. You know, and, and you, you know, I think I was saying to you, Simon, with the vine pool, a lot of people forgot that, you know, why they might have ripped out a, a vineyard and gotten the cheque for $1,500, um, that they weren't allowed to replant that land for seven years, which right. meant that land wouldn't have another grape for 10 years. And then really, if you're looking at consistency and the quality, you probably had another, what, five or 10 years. So that was a 20-year decision. Mm. Yeah, you know, a decision wow. just to change the landscape and come in and develop. You could do that in two years. And um, and so, therefore, we were lucky. Um, we had a region of passionate people that were very um, logical yeah. um, and could share their, their belief and their passion with um, a government uh, that actually listened. And, and I think it was Susan Lenahan, who was the planning minister, um, she had the power and she mm. just went back and she ticked a box and said mm. there'll be no development in the Barossa for two years and that's all the locals wanted so was give the us time. a breather yep. give us yep. a chance yeah, right. let's figure it out before yep. you go the wrong direction and everyone goes oh shit we yep. shouldn't have done that right and, and we'll and we'll come back with a plan and mm. that's what they did you know the likes of the robert o'callahan's and the the lehman's you know margaret lehman um the walks you know there was the, the, the you've got well you could, the list can go on henchke's anger so on and so forth and mm. and i think in the end uh, the, the big win um was that they they said right there's something for everybody just let us give you a chance give us a chance we'll come back with the plan yeah. and and the one really important thing is that they put agriculture first you know when you think of all the businesses and everything that you can do the one thing that agriculture does is it's the gift that keeps giving yes yeah, yeah. and um, it might not give you lots every year yeah. but what it does give you is something incredible and yeah. wine is one of those great things that we can grow and actually value add all the way through to the bottle and then create this amazing sort of Lottish. equity within that brand yeah yeah and um and so just at this juncture, because it's 11 o'clock in Melbourne, we're going to be talking wine for another hour. Sorry, guys. Um, and thank you to the Scouting Around guys for giving us this extra time. Um, but uh, if you were looking for Scouting Around, listen to the wine Listen to the wine show. show yeah. So let's talk some of your wines now as for the next hour we will be. So I've been drinking your wines for a long time and I think you nicely said, yes, I've put your, your kids through school. <laughs> 
Wow. Yes, probably true. Um, specifically, so, your who, how many kids and what are their names? Uh, so, well, it's, uh, thanks for asking, Simon. <laughs> uh, so, like my kids said we should mention their names. So, there's Mia, and she is ten, and yeah. William, who is eight. So, um, you know, hopefully, the the next generation. You know, that's what we're doing this for. So. Well, that'll be yeah. seventh generation, Brosson, because you're sixth, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wow. Yeah. But but it's interesting you say that, Jill, because we were only chatting the other day. Because you know that you get people like Charlie Milton, who's been you know he's done probably what 40, 50 vintage or whatnot, mm, and he yeah. says, you know, I, I'm not even a, I'm not even a, a local yet. You know, you've <laughs> got to be here for generations to be a local. But yeah. I'm trying to change that. You know, I was chatting to Robert O'Callaghan, and and the whole idea was, um, you're not really a local per se. We need to get away from that. We actually need to be Barossan. Yeah. yeah. And, and a Barossan is someone that, that cherishes its past yeah. by protecting its future. Yeah. And so everyone can be a Barossan, and uh, and I really love that that way of thinking. So we've got to mm. get away from you know a local or non-local and just mm. ask yourself are you a Barossan or are you like not? like the Barons, right? Mm. You, you get invited if you are someone who is effectively going to be a good ambassador for yeah. the region. A so contributor. A contributor, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's what you're saying is, you know, interstaters like us but who are supporting the region with things like this totally. could be... <gasps> I could be actually be called a Barossan. Yeah, <laughs> maybe for a couple Gold of days. We, have, couple we had of Scott days. on earlier, and you know, about his um, recent appointment as CEO of Barossa Australia, and um, of course, you know, he's from South Africa, and he said, you know, I guess I can't really call myself a local. I cheated because I married into sixth generation Barossan, I think. But basically, you know, to that point, is like, but he is he upholds all of everything that it takes to be the ambassador of Barossa. So it's, that's so nice he's to a, he's a Barossan. Yeah. He's a Barossan. There <laughs> no, we, we go. We've, we've like felt that. very welcome over the last couple oh, of yeah. days. Mm. I mean, it's like coming home, really, in some ways. And, and just and the history, yeah, James, it's just incredible. I mean, your, you know, your family lives it. You know, the Lindners were butchers, weren't they, in, yeah. on, in some part? And, and then you've taken on this property. The, the property you have is just stunning. But... Lots and lots of hard work from the point it was at when you took it over, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think you know, like um, you know, Jill was uh, uh, alluding to some some uh, the, the I think the, the fifth wave Grenache we fifth talked about wave, earlier. Yes. So the wines that we're making, you know, um, my job I've always said is I've got to sell the first bottle, and then my brother who makes them all he has to sell every other bottle <laughs> after that, right? So they have to be good enough to come back. And then what we've done is instead of paying the bank back, we've just reinvested all that money and time back into what was a really a derelict property in the 90s. Right. So it was really a casualty of the Vinepool era, you know, where no one had any money to invest. Mm. And and so I think we were lucky that we did have other people around us that inspired us to, to be able to take on a project, mm. you know, and bring something, you know, of an age that dates back to the 1800s, back yes. to life. And, and so, you know, we you first and foremost, Almost, want to make great wine and not just great Barossa wine, but wine from the Barossa that can stand its place in the world of wine. Absolutely. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when people actually come to the Barossa, um, we want to immerse them in what is, you know, the roots um, and those foundations formed by those, you know, Lutheran peasant farmers that mm. came with mm. a dream of, uh, you know, having a freedom of religion, um, but also to work unitedly uh, to build something that they could all prosper from and and so when you see you know the scratchings in the wall with saying 30 pounds of worst you know from where, where they, they used to trade you know meat and and you see someone scratched in the wall 1884 you know when they finished building that particular building mm. and, and preserving some of those things as part of it um, it just adds that sort of that layer oh, yeah. yeah 
And when you say derelict, are we talking vineyards as well? No one was looking after them as well? So so the, this, particularly the, the Freedom Vineyard, um, so that hadn't been pruned for like 10 or 12 years. And, <laughs> yeah. um, this is the one with the 1840s vines. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so when we saw that vineyard, we didn't really understand, you know, its heritage. We knew they were old just by looking at them. You could tell yeah. that they were old and gnarly. And so... The first year we went, we came through and, and they had to prune it, bring it back to some sort of manageable condition. You imagine a runner going, you know, like five, six metres. Oh, and you've got to cut it back to try <laughs> to bring it back into the It would have been a jungle yeah. almost. Uh, it was. Yeah. It genuinely was. Yeah. And, um, a big job. It yeah. was a big job. Mm. And, but, you know, perseverance, you know, slowly, slowly, you know, and uh, brought it back to life. And it was only after we looked at the Allen's Almanac um, that was really a report card, you know, back to George Five Angus from the South Australian Company. Um, it mentioned Christian Oric, who owned this property, um, actually had an acre of garden back in 1884. And when you look at the, the little patch down the bottom um, and mm. you just go, man, this we believe could be that original acre and and back then they often referred to his vineyard as garden so you know while you know you can't really sort of really pinpoint stuff you know a lot of history does come down to oral histories and yeah. what you learn mm. and so it's our belief that that is that original acre that christian Oric had back wow. in 1843 so mm. you know to me you know spotlighting the barossa um i suppose also spotlighting that old vine heritage that we have um and and help to sort of i suppose elevate its status us, you know, within the wine community, um, that to us is another important step, not only for us at Langmile, you know, to be able to say that we have what we believe is the oldest surviving Shiraz vineyard, but also to highlight that the Barossa, you know, has one of the largest collections of old vineyards across mm. multiple varieties anywhere in the world. Is yes. a, it's an amazing thing. Is it, yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, James, we, we've got a few minutes left, but um, let's talk about the orphan vineyard um, and how that came to be. And I'd love this, this story. So um, tell us, tell us. Yeah, well, so um, we, we produce a wine called the Orphan Bank Shiraz. Um, I mean, in fact, it was our dad's favourite wine. Um, Mum always would have a go at him for keeping on bringing it home because it's an expensive bottle of wine. So uh, he uh, ended up going to the extent where the people at Cellar Door, when they'd emptied a bottle of Valley Floor Shiraz, would top it with Orphan <laughs> Bank and he could yeah. take that home. <laughs> So, uh, but, you know, we talked about the vine pool era and, and all that. And, and one of the great things, um, I suppose, you know, is, is that protection of this, you know, incredible agricultural land. Uh, but also the cost was the compromise and that was actually drawing town boundaries and saying, right, if you want to develop and you want to develop housing, let's develop it within these town boundaries. And, and they often used existing villages with infrastructure. So Langmile uh, was an original village. And, um, and when you look at a lot of old vineyards, they were planted behind these old ho houses. So uh, they slowly were being pulled out because that was part of the plan, you know, to, to appease the development and, and obviously a need for people to have a house in the region. Mm. And um, anyway, we were actually buying Shiraz from this last remaining old vineyard, you know, planted around the 1860s and um, making incredible wine with it. And then one day we got the call and they said, oh, look, I'm sorry, but um, this is the last year we're, we're going to bulldoze. That's the last patch and we're going to put houses on there. And we're wow. like, holy sh shimoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one for a while. Well, you nearly said shit. <laughs> well, I nearly did, but I just refrained. So, um, and anyway, uh, so um, 
we went back, we had a, uh, had a bit of a drink and a bit of a chat and then in the end we thought, let's do something crazy. Let's just go in and dig the whole vineyard up and move it. So that's what we did. We went in and we dug one vine at a time wow. and Love then it. we replanted it on the banks of the Parra, which is on our property, hence that's why it's called Orphan Bank. The little vines were orphaned and then replanted on the bank. So they've been there since 2006. We've had like 90% of them survive and, and really what that did is that inspired the name Orphan Bank. You know, you can't take 140 years of roots with you, but it was a wine that we've dedicated just to Old Vineyard mm. and it does enable us to purchase fruit from local growers as yeah. well of, yep. of our own um, and the whole idea is is you know reward the grower and reward the person to keep those vines in the ground. Yes. Um, the thing I loved was um, we obviously didn't have any money so um, we had to try to find a way to fund it and in the end we sold every single vine um, for $500 each and people just come out of the woodworks they're saying look we just love this idea of preserving living history we mm. want to be a part yeah I'll buy a vine $500 awesome and so what we said is right well every year for 10 years we'll send you a bottle of orphan bank in the post um they then we created a little orphan bank club and they get a you know lifetime discount which seems to be going through the generations now which is great mm. um but purely because they wanted to be a, in a in a part of something you know significant like that who so doesn't want the, their, their name on a vine yeah, that's, yeah, I, that's know, awesome. I, know. I, yeah. I actually just wondered james so I mean, a bit nerdy technical, I suppose, but how did the flavour change from moving the vines from one to the other? You know, did you see significant structural differences? or um, That is a nerdy question, Richard. Uh, it is. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a wine nerd. What kind but, of um, so, you know, actually for the first couple of years, we cut all the fruit off because we just really wanted all the, 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 the development to go in the root zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does come from land which is very similar. So it's, it's while it did go down Langmile Road and up the hill a bit, you can still see it's a similar soil profile. Yeah. Um, what my brother found is actually um, he found always the aromatics of it was amazing. Now, as I, I'm, I'm not sure I mentioned, it hasn't always made the grade for Orphan Bank. It's either yeah. made Orphan Bank or it's made Valley Floor Shiraz, mm -hmm. um, two you know great staples of the of Langmile, and um, and so therefore it, it would have changed a bit, but I think the promise is. Um, we, if we give it another 100 years, it should taste pretty oh, similar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then we won't be around See to See in 100 years, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll put, I'll put it in the Outlook calendar. <laughs> <laughs> um, James, thank you. This has been a, such a fun chat. And thank yes. you for the, you know, for that history lesson, Ooh. I guess. And, you know, we're so lucky to have be able to come here and, and see what it is like now and it may well have not been with if other decisions were made so um everyone must get down to langmile yeah. uh it's stunning property Absolutely. and check out those old vines you're not really allowed to walk through the vineyard you know it's but there are tours through exactly. and there are lots and lots of tours yeah. of all types um so go to the website so it's langmile so l-a-n-g-m-e-i-l dot com dot au yep and so all the tours and things you can book on there. And yeah. try that fifth wave Grenache. Yeah. It's only 6,000 bottles. There won't be that many soon. <laughs> yeah, so you could just have to Google it and, and yeah. see those experiences to be able to get amongst the vines with, you know, some great historians. And mm. but um, and hats off to you guys um, or earmuffs or whatever. <laughs> uh, because, um, you know, to, to, to make the time to actually come to Barossa um, compared to our last interview and you guys, you know, obviously have had the chance to mm. unlock just a few of the doors. There's many doors in the Barossa to discover mm. yeah. and uh, it's something that just keeps bring, keep, keeping on bringing people back. So, yeah. 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 So it should. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, James. Enjoy Thanks, your James. afternoon. Thank you.